Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. And we are, oh, look at us. We're both donning our Liberty First gear today. If you know, uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, because you can watch the Chris Ann Hall show on YouTube as well. And may I make a specific plea to you this morning to go ahead and go over to YouTube and just watch a video or two. I challenge you to just watch one video. And I suspect that once you watch one, you will watch more. And I I want you to go there. I want you to uh, like the videos and subscribe to them if you enjoy it because YouTube is actively limiting us. And I, I can say this not simply out of paranoia, JC, but because I go to the channel every single day and I watch the trends. And I am watching as we are, our viewership is, is being noticeably limited. And so you can, I mean, everybody complains about YouTube and, and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook all limiting people. But we can change that, actually, because you can trick the AI. You can trick the AI. You can overcome the AI algorithms by simply actively going to the sites. Actively go to our Facebook page. Actively, don't just wait for us to show up in your newsfeed. Actively go there. Actively go to the, tw- the our Twitter account. Don't wait for it to show up in your newsfeed. And that's how we overcome the AI. If you like our Liberty First gear, go to chrisannhall.com. And uh, you can find the store there. Click on the store and you will find our gear there as well. JC has, for those of you who are just listening, has the uh, Crispus Attics Liberty's First Martyr shirt on. And I have the Thomas Jefferson uh, Fake News t-shirt on. <laughs> I love this. And you, you can't see it now on YouTube because it's on my back. But it actually has a quote from Thomas Jefferson condemning fake news. Yeah. And we have lots of really cool uh, Liberty Gear there at our T-shirt and Liberty Gear store. We have um, we have phone covers and coffee mugs and leggings and T-shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies and long sleeve T-shirts. I mean, it's really cool stuff. And I watched and I noticed that JC was working on expanding the 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 T-shirts yesterday. So we're gonna keep nagging him to get that done. <laughs> JC is very stoic this morning. 
<laughs> I don't know if it's because we've been on a Liberty tour all week and he's tired or what's going on, but we'll get him injected with some energy this morning. <laughs> he just stuck his tongue out. All right, so this is a really, really packed show. As a matter of fact, we have more today than we can cover on the show today. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off with a preview for our Saturday show that comes to us from Twitter. Pastor Rodney sent me this uh, tweet this morning, JC, uh, an article from Zero Hedge that says, let's face it, the U.S. Constitution has failed. And then it goes on, uh, there's an article at Zero Hedge that goes on and presents a case on how the Constitution has failed. As a matter of fact, it says, Despite the anything-goes quality of American culture, one thing remains uh, verboten to say publicly the U.S. Constitution has failed. The reason why this painfully obvious fact cannot be discussed publicly is that it gives the lie to the legitimacy of the entire status quo. And on Saturday... We are going to go point by point because um, the author of that's good because I don't I'm not sure what that statement. Yeah, means. yeah, right. No, I know. Seriously, <laughs> that didn't make a lot of sense. Well, the the entire premise for the article, JC, is is built on a false premise that the Constitution was written to control. Yeah. The Constitution is not limited. It was not written to control. And I'll just sort of, you know, let the conclusion out of the bag because we're going to go through this point by point because I know, Liberty First Brigade, you hear these arguments from people all the time. And the thing that, that bothers me is that this is not just simply a liberal progressive argument. This is a libertarian argument. This article is on a server somewhere. I, it, I see it every year. Yeah. Like every six months. Oh, do you really? Comes out. Yeah. yeah. There's some version of this article some comes version. out over and over and over again. Well, we're going to go through it once and for all. We're going to give you the ammunition that you need to uh, to combat, to, I'm not to say combat, to completely defeat this argument because it's built on a false premise that documents control people. Okay, documents do not control people. The Constitution was not written to limit or control. The Constitution has not failed. It is the people who have failed to enforce it. It's the argument when I see it all the time. It it this is a picture in my head when I hear them making the idiotic argument. It's like you know, you remember the little connect the dots. Like when I was a kid, I'd get these little <laughs> books connected dot books puzzle books so you'd have a bunch of connected dots little things mm -hmm. and I, I, do people even know what that is anymore so you have little numbers yeah. <laughs> and you have to draw a line from number to number to number and when you get to the last number it actually makes no i think they picture. still do that in grade school it's uh, you know the so, busy so work this, stuff so this argument is like you know the guy sits down to do the connect the dots and then he just takes his pencil and he just goes wherever he wants to do <laughs> and you go Doggone it, this connect the dots failed. Yeah. <laughs> no, just because the person doesn't follow, follow what's dots. on the paper right, does right, not right, right. mean the paper failed. Well, here's the problem with the, here's argument. the problem with these arguments, JC, and this is why 
I want to do this on our Saturday show so that we have time, I mean, to really, really get in and dig this up because I'm tired of seeing these arguments. The problem is that because we've become fundamentally ignorant on even the, the words of the Constitution itself, we have, uh, we have presentments of arguments like this uh, on Zero Hedge and, and by, this, by this author that actually look uh, convincing on the page. Yeah, well. You know, for you and me, it's the scribbles, right? But for the general population who, who doesn't understand that it's scribbles, it looks like an organized scribble. Well, it looks like a picture. My apologies to my non-believing, non-spiritual people out there. This is your warning. This is a warning. This is your legal warning. But <laughs> this is the problem with unspiritual people. I mean, there is a large, no offense, you know, you're welcome to it. But there is a anti-theist portion in the libertarian, in our libertarian circles. And so here's the thing. They don't grasp human nature. So it's right. got to be about the document. No, the people failed. The people failed because of their nature. Well, to be totally fair, JC, I know plenty of Christians who do the Bible yeah, this way. They don't way. get it either. They don't get it either. So <laughs> if you want to just talk is, about people in general, yeah. I mean, we fail. It's And again, and I, I hate to go back to the same old song, but we fail to teach the right things. And I'm not just simply saying we fail to teach the Constitution. We fail to teach logic. We fail to yeah. teach hermeneutics. My goodness, reading is not just simply phonics, Okay. Reading is is comprehension. Do they and and you were talking about connect the dots, but I want to know: Do we actually do comprehension in schools anymore? Is it just a matter of can you uh, see, spot, run? Can you pronounce the words and give them their proper intonations and and stuff? It it's more than just words. Words have meanings, and when you piece them together in a train, you know you 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 were singing JC. <laughs> JC cracked me up last night. JC uh, uh, was teaching his class on the morality of resistance, and he even snapped and broke out in song. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? But see, isn't that the point? There's a function to the buildings of these words. Yeah. Well, it's not just a bunch of phonic sounds strung together. So it's it's the moral issue, spiritual issue, not not wanting to acknowledge the problem of human nature it's a people problem not a document problem and then and then the ignorance i mean same right. thing what when you quote samuel adams mm -hmm. virtue and knowledge i mean the, the, that's always at the heart of it it's virtue and knowledge it's an ignorance problem it's a spiritual problem and that's what's going on but they want to point to and this is the thing and sorry i sorry to get all preachy on you but when you want <laughs> documents mm -hmm. to be the right Oh, there's a problem with the Constitution, so let's rewrite it. So let's come up with another piece of paper that's going to govern people. Listen, you throw off spiritual governance. No paper that you create, no philosophy, no economic philosophy, no, no theory that Mises comes up with is going to govern the spirit of man. Sorry. Right. So at, it's this lack of wanting to face. You don't want to fess up to the fact 
Man has a heart problem. Man has a spiritual problem. And guess what? There's only one way that's fixed, and it's not some paper that man comes up with. That's the bottom line. Well, So, and, so that yeah. part of the argument is always going to be missed. If your worldview, you know, eliminates and somehow excludes the God consciousness, the God idea, deity, morality, some spiritual center, some spiritual touchstone, some spiritual standard. When you eliminate that from your worldview and you have this naturalistic idea, sorry, you're never going to get to the solution. And you're never going to get to the solution either if you not only miss that, but you also miss the fundamental foundations of the education behind the Constitution. Knowledge and virtue. Knowledge and virtue. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. Going to put this back up again for you on YouTube. This is our, our Liberty gear, and you can go to our Liberty First gear. Don't just pontificate. <laughs> Don't just pontificate. Educate. Use our Liberty gear. We create this so that you can have a, a, a stepping stone to break the ice with people. ChrisAnnHall.com. Click on the store and get your Liberty First gear today. And don't forget at the Liberty First University, at the Liberty First store uh, on ChrisAnnHall.com, we have a special deal for you. For a limited time, we have our uh, Black History Bundle that carries the... Um, more than victims DVD and the slaver in the American founders DVD for a very limited price. JC, you don't know this, but they're, these things are flying off the shelf. Hmm. This is, this has been, uh, an amazing thing. People are realizing just how fundamentally ignorant we are regarding the, the history. And I think there's, there's a desire. There is a true desire in those who are educated, with the knowledge and the virtue to reach those who have been deceived. And, and, and they know, they recognize that these two DVDs do this. So um, this is a limited time. So if you, uh, I mean, seriously, there is, there is, I will boldly tell you, there is no more powerful way to reach generations uh, than through these two DVDs uh, regarding the lost history and the, the revised history. I mean, flat out lies, JC, about slavery in America and the black men and women who founded America. You know, and particularly on the slavery side, particularly the, the perspectives and uh, words of the drafters of our founding documents mm -hmm. the you know the founders so-called um right you know just this the distortions uh right and, and it you know it's a simplification they simplify the complex history and then and, and then sort of uh shape it into this weapon of racial animus and division so that, so that's i think that's what stirs people so the attack if you want to end the division in america yeah, you can with the education of these two the dvds thing, the, the assault on america using racial division is so pervasive mm -hmm. that you know people want 
uh, resources to be able to deal with that. And that's what this provides. So so I've got a, I've got a, a shocking thing to say today. Um, I was actually prepared to come on the show today and say, bum, 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 bum. I agree with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. But unfortunately, I'm not going to be saying that today because here's the thing. What did she say? Breaking ribs are bad? <laughs> yeah, I would I have said that. that. I would agree with that for sure. Um, this, unfortunately, JC, is another one of those cake baker Supreme Court cases where people are running around going, victory, 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 but they've never actually read the opinion. What is the greatest art of the Supreme Court of the United States? Subterfuge. It is to na- so narrowly... Give an opinion that it doesn't say anything at all. It doesn't change anything at all. And that's the thing. We we talked about uh, this when the cake baker opinion came out. All of the those who were religiously hopeful and religious liberty hopeful and First Amendment hopeful were like, oh, this is a victory yeah. for religious liberty. When the opinion actually sidestepped the religious liberty question and signaled to that Colorado government entity of how they should recraft uh, their rules so that the cake baker couldn't couldn't get around. And that's it. exactly what this particular case does. Now you'll remember this case, JC, because um, several months ago we let the Liberty First Brigade know that this was coming up on the Supreme Court docket. So when I give you the history of it, you're going to uh, you're going to remember this, right? So here's the thing. Uh, This is Tyson Timms v. State of Indiana. And this is the case where Timms is charged with drug uh, crimes. He has fined $10,000 in felony court in Indiana. And the state of Indiana has seized his $42,000 SUV under civil asset forfeiture. I remember this case. You remember this case now. Now, here's the thing. Before we go into the break, I want to tell you, the Supreme Court held in favor of Tim's. So here's what everybody's saying. Oh, the court has been unanimous against civil asset forfeiture. Eh, not the case. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris N. Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're here to talk about this alleged Supreme Court decision that grants a victory, a relief to the people uh, regarding civil asset forfeiture. Which is? Okay, right, right. So thank you for reminding me. Civil asset forfeiture is where the government... Uh, can accuse you of a crime. You're not actually convicted. They don't actually have to file any charges. But the government, either on the federal or on the state level, accuses you of a crime and then seizes your property, whether it's related to the crime or not, 
in the name of whether well, use the kingpin laws and Rico. Um, Rico and all this other stuff, and so the the fundamental foundation is. So a lot of times they use the excuse excuse of drug. Right, because drugs, here's the fighting, here's the idea. Drug right? war. Here's the idea. If you are a drug dealer then the money you made dealing drugs mm, was right. used to purchase these things. So we can take it. So they are illicit gain, so we can take it from you. Now, here's the premise for this. A lot by, of people by, don't by realize. Way, by the way, civil asset forfeiture. This is another yeah. <laughs> another uh, one of those instances where the government uses that, you know, right. la- seize the right, language. Right. It's civil asset Seizure. Seizure. Not forfeiture. The people aren't giving it up. Civil asset it's being theft. Taken. Yes, it's being taken by the force of government. Now, most people don't realize, but the whole thing—you know—all these things always start with a with a with a kernel of good premise here. So, the civil asset forfeiture in the drug kingpin laws began because the state said these people are making money off of crimes. So we shouldn't be, they should not be allowed to use the money they made off crimes to pay for their defense of those crimes. See? So here's the thing. All the drug dealers, they know they're going to get caught. This is the premise, right? I'm not, you know, right or wrong. This is the premise. Wrong. Right, exactly. So anyway, the premise is the drug dealers know they're going to get caught. So they create... A drug dealer defense trust fund, right? <laughs> they, they, because they're not paying taxes on this money. They put the cash sure. away in the safe. You see it in the movies. And then when they're actually arrested, they can then afford, quote unquote, the best attorney's money can buy. And then they get off. And so then the people are, are fr- the law enforcement, the state's frustrated because they can't, you know, they're getting off on technicalities. Mind you, if they actually followed the due process, there wouldn't be any technicalities to get off on. Yeah. Right? So, so two things. Number one in that, they're Im- implying that justice is purchased. Okay, that that's first off, right? We can't let them have money because then they'll be be able to get off. Why should money have anything to do with that? So they're admitting justice is purchased. Right. Number two, it it jumps over due process, right? Oh, this guy, you can't use it because he uses it illegally. Wait a minute. First, you have to prove that, right? You have to go through the case in the first place to prove that the guy's guilty of something. So how can before he's even been convicted of anything guilty, you're declaring him guilty, so we're taking his stuff. So that that's right. a reversal of due process. And that's the problem. That's one of the primary problems with civil asset forfeiture is that it happens prior to yeah. by the, way, the conviction here's of the, guilt. And here's the thing. We know in practice when they don't get a conviction, you don't get that stuff no, back. No. You never get it back. Well, not only that, you don't even have to be charged with a crime right. for them to take the stuff. So yeah. if they decline actually filing a charge, your stuff is still taken. And they and send then, you a letter of apology. And they, sorry about that. Yeah, well, you don't but, get your stuff, but sorry about that. Well, but then you have to actually fight, right, in yeah. court to prove that you deserve your stuff back, which caught, we know, we've seen cases, it takes over a decade to do that it takes hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that because the because the government no matter what level it is has pretty much unlimited coffers so they just you know their attorneys are getting paid the same thing regardless you've got to pay them to get your stuff back and by the way if when you're in that process i mean you are an innocent person because you're 
uh, you weren't supposed to take it. Now we're fighting to get it back. They're not giving it back. Right. And so it ruins. Meanwhile, it's ruining innocent lives. So that's civil asset forfeiture. And unfortunately now, I, I, I hate when this happens because people are like, oh, the Supreme Court, it was a unanimous decision. They sided on the rights of the people for due, due process and against civil asset forfeiture. And what happens is the people who are fighting and are going to give a collective, <sighs> thank you, yeah, thank you, sure. Jesus, right? When this is absolutely not even the case. Do you know what's stunning, JC? The Supreme Court doesn't even address the constitutionality of civil asset forfeiture in this case. So what did they This is not a case about civil asset forfeiture. What makes it even worse is this is not a case about civil asset forfeiture. This is a case about substantiating federal control, more specifically supporting the court's control, right? Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing is, in the Tims v. Indiana case, the states already said in their, their judicial opinions that this forfeiture was unreasonable. Mm -hmm. So that's already settled. Right. The question before the court um, is not, civil is asset civil forfeiture. asset forfeiture constitutional? Mm -hmm. The question before the court is the incorporation doctrine. Okay. The question is, can the federal courts govern over the states in regard to the Eighth Amendment's excessive fine clause pursuant to the 14th Amendment's due process clause? Okay. So this is completely intellectual, completely academic, and completely um, oriented around government power and not about the rights of the people. So the bottom line is, can the courts dictate to the states regarding the incorporation doctrine? So we know from, and, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote the majority opinion. And it was unanimous in the courts, and I say that again, unanimous in the courts that the precedent, this is even Gorsuch now, that the precedent of Supreme Court opinion creates the incorporation doctrine interpretation of the 14th Amendment. Nobody says the 14th Amendment creates the incorporation doctrine. They say that the court's uh, interpretation of the 14th Amendment creates the incorporation doctrine. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what the incorporation doctrine means, the incorpora incorporation doctrine is the, the uh, academic position that the ratification of the 14th Amendment gives the federal courts control over the states in matters that were not put in the court's jurisdiction via the Constitution. So specifically speaking, Article 3 of the Constitution prohibits 
the federal court system, the lower courts and the Supreme Courts, from becoming involved in internal legal matters of the state. So just by way of example, if a citizen of a state sues another citizen of the state, that jurisdiction is excluded from the federal government. If a citizen of the state sues their own state or a suit from their own state is brought against a citizen of the state, that is specifically excluded from the jurisdiction of the federal courts. Now, we have a, a, a course at Liberty First University on the judiciary that explains exactly why our founders said that separation of judicial authority was essential to the preservation of liberty. And so we don't have time to go into that today. But what happens now is with the ratification of the 14th Amendment, we have what they call the Due Process Clause, and then we have the, the Rights and Privileges Clause. And the Supreme Court, over the years since the ratification of the 14th Amendment, has claimed that the 14th Amendment expands judicial authority over state authority. So the headline shouldn't be court sides with uh, or court rules against civil asset forfeiture, it should be court affirms the incorporation doctrine. Right. Putting the courts over the states. Right. So here, uh, it says here in, in, in Ginsburg's opinion, the Indiana Supreme Court did not decide whether forfeiture would be excessive. Instead, it held the excessive fines clause contains constraints only federal action and is inapplicable to state impositions. Now, here's the interesting thing. This is why this case is, is, is very, very fascinating to me, and I think it'll be fascinating to you. Throughout the majority opinion, it's really, really amazing. The uh, Ginsburg and the court cites the Magna Carta, mm -hmm. the Grand Remonstrance, the English Bill of Rights. Thank you. And nod to JC. And and the the um, uh, opinion, the concurring opinion that we'll talk about in just a few minutes from from uh, Justice Thomas talks about. The 1100 Charter of Liberties. So, so you should have to sit here on this YouTube broadcast and look at me and say, JC, you're right. What's Which that? I've said a thousand times. No. Yes. Dear, they know. They are not ignorant. They are not ignorant. They are not ignorant. <laughs> they are liars. They, they know are, they this know. stuff. They oh. are not ignorant of this stuff. They See, this is evidence. This is evidence. Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the other nitwit subversives on the courts could stand and give your class. They could. They could they stand could. and recite everything you teach in your genealogy class. They are not ignorant of these facts. They are liars, which therefore reveals they are intentionally trying intentionally. to undermine the Constitution and fundamentally transform our republic away from its liberty foundations into Whatever their Chasey, ideas, I, I they are liars. They are not. I don't want to sound big-headed in this, but I, I have to tell you, in the last few decades, right? We are the only ones that have been bringing about this genealogy right. of the Constitution. I don't really. I mean, I'm. A, I don't want to talk about let this. Me like add this to that. has been. Let me add to that. Could it be because our classes are going no, nationwide but that they can't avoid the truth anymore? Listen, but you you've been teaching this stuff, right? And let ten me, years and let me now. Add, I've been teaching this stuff. And let me add 
that the federal supremacist useful idiots who support these people who just recited it have been mocking you have been mocking about me. all this stuff is you know this is not true this is nonsense whatever well the same the law people, professors the same have been mocking people me. that they cover for are now standing here citing i'm just i i find a bigger victory here Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I have here up on our YouTube channel, libertyfirstuniversity.com, where you can get this education that we're talking about. Seriously, JC, our Liberty First Brigade is ahead of the curve now. What is that? This is crazy. I'm just so excited about this. What was that college over... Oregon or Washington, Malamute, Malamute, uh, whatever. Yeah, something. Juliet, something. No, it's uh, I don't remember that. So uh, that what law I, professor. I'm, yeah, so I'm yeah. wondering that loudmouth nitwit law professor is in is, Oregon. Is he? Is he? Is she, he or she, she? Is she now gonna uh, write an article about uh, Sotomayor and Ginsburg and all these idiots being being conspiracy theorists and, right. and whack a moles? Are you going to write that article so, now that they're now that they're essentially <laughs> essentially citing and quoting Chris, Chris Ann Hall? Hall. <laughs> I'm so excited! If you don't know about this history, that now the Supreme Court is quoting that we are the only ones that have been teaching for the last ten years. Ten years, JC. Can you believe this? We've been doing this almost ten years now. Then you've got to go to libertyfirstuniversity.com. You've got to know this because I'm telling you, I, and I can't take credit for it because Alexander Hamilton told us in eighty Federal State Four, this is the history. Right. But he says the excessive fine clause traces its venerable lineage back to at least 1215 when the Magna Carta guaranteed that. Despite the Magna Carta's imposition of excessive fines, uh, uh, despite the Magna Carta, imposition of excessive fines persisted, and the 17th century Stuart kings in particular were criticized. So when James II was overthrown in the glorious revolution, the English Bill of Rights, they actually, I missed it uh, up here, but they actually quote the Grand Remonstrance and then... Thomas quotes the Charter of Liberties. He says, The Charter of Liberties of Henry I stated that if any of my barons or men shall have committed an offense, you know, I mean, yeah. seriously, the these are the same quotes it is, I use in my presentation. Yeah, it is funny in the, la like you said, last 10 years. No, so over the 10 years we've been teaching this, I think we met one guy. There's one guy. Mm -hmm. He's a professor at a college. I, I forget where it's at. And I think we were in, in South Carolina because he gave me the book because he heard it. He was like, oh, my goodness, Chris Ann, you're teaching this. And I wrote this book and we're teaching the same yeah. thing. One guy. One in guy. 10 in years, 10 I have, years. This book is something like how the Anglo-Saxons built the modern world, something right. like that. So it was all this, that legal charter history. Same thing. So See, I love I people love the people in that have ten years, ten years in the entire country. I'll share the victory with you, my friend. But this is but just we're nuts, amazing. Right? We're the nutters. We, yeah, I'm the nutter, right? I'm the nutter. And now we have this. Now here's the thing. I don't want to leave this, right? Because this 
is even though this is a personal vindication and a personal victory, and it ought to be a victory for all of the Liberty First Brigade, yeah. all of you out there who are who have been fighting for this truth alongside of us, you have to have this victory with us. And I'm, I'm you know, go ahead, have this minute. But here's the thing. I cannot leave the fact that this case is not about civil asset forfeiture. And the court actually says this. It is not about civil asset forfeiture. It's about the federal court's control. It's about judicial supremacy. It's about federal supremacy. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Thomas gives a rip roaring concurrence in judgment that proves exactly what I'm saying. Now, we don't, I'm not going to go through the entire uh, Thomas's uh, concurrence, but I'm going to sort of, Liberty First Brigade, this is your homework because this opinion is online. You can read it. You've got to go and read Thomas's concurrence. It's absolutely and fundamentally amazing. He calls Here's the thing. Let me let me let me tell you what this he says. um, He says he calls this a an oxymoron. He says, look, you guys are not deciding the issue of civil asset forfeiture. You guys are are missing term. You're mixing terms for your own convenience. Mm -hmm. He goes on to call the entire play on this words of incorporation doctrine and and um, the uh, application of the due process clause in the in the uh, 14th amendment as nothing more than a tool of the courts to to reach an end and in this he makes some startling conclusions you've got to go and read this now jc I think we need to discuss this again on Saturday because this is really, really huge. So make sure you guys come back and see us on Saturday. Until then, God bless.